97 X. Bang! The future of rock and roll. Welcome to Dong Teeny episode 23. It's Christmas, so the ladies air out some gift ideas for you. Also, Simone gets mystery gifts from a millionaire. Steffi speaks of awkward workplace potlucks. And an amazing breakthrough on the gayest house in Los Angeles is revealed. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. How are you, Dong Simone? I'm Dong very well in this festive season. This is going to be a somewhat uh, Christmas-themed uh, Dong Teeny. Not entirely, but Christmas will be running through it, as will the, be the music. Dong must. Yule Dong. Yule Dong. <laughs> I just love talking about Yule Logs. Like, I think that's so funny. I oh, I never even Every thought year, about that. Like, Yule Logs. Um, so you're telling me that you are, you, ever since y'all lived in this apartment, you've been getting Christmas gifts from a millionaire? Is it is some unnamed rich guy keeps sending presents to your apartment for whoever used to live there? Is that yes, right? Yes, yes. It's very strange. And that sounds amazing. Like, you just kind of mentioned it, and you're like, oh, yeah, we got that. And I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. I know, no, I, I know. And then it, we decided to save it for, for the show. So what happened is, like, this first happened three years ago when we first moved here. So this is our fourth Christmas in this apartment. And... Uh, we had this little box and it just sat here and we kept calling FedEx or UPS, pick it up, pick it up. And he never came to pick it up. And finally we were like, fuck it. And we opened it and it was just like a light bulb. <laughs> like it was some sort of symbolic gift regarding, you know, like it was an environmentally friendly light bulb and had some little token note to go with it. And we're like, okay, whatever. Then the year goes by, forget all about it. And we get another box again, just left on our doorstep. And again, nobody will pick it up. So we open it, and it's this box of fancy chocolate. And then I looked it up, and the Ooh. chocolate box was worth like seventy-five dollars. So mm. I was like, "Yes, it was so exciting." And then, uh, and then we looked up the name of the guy, and he's some famous art person. So I guess he's got this. What? So he's got this Christmas list, and he doesn't know these people well enough to know that they haven't lived in this apartment for at least, I would say, five <laughs> years. We've been here for three. Before us were two women, and this is being sent to a couple. So he doesn't know these people well enough to know that they don't live here and have not been receiving his gifts. So we try to return them. His secretary is just sending them. Exactly. He's got so much money, it doesn't even matter. So, you know, I, I you know, I, $75 is probably like a third of my Christmas budget, you know? <laughs> I'm sending it to people I don't fucking know. So, last year, unfortunately, the UPS man came to the door, then asked if I was one of the people who were listed. And you can't say uh-huh. yes, because that's just outright stealing. Yeah. But I knew what it was, and I was yeah. like, oh! No, I'm not them. And then he left with the box, and I was like, damn it. Oh. Yeah, so, so you didn't get it this year? So we didn't or? get it last year. And then this year, I hear a big thud on the front step, and then I open the door. <laughs> the UPS person is gone. And then there's this giant long box that's like two feet long, and I open it up, and it's from Dean and DeLuca, and it's giant XXL biscotti. And I looked that up, and it was worth $85. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? An XXL biscotti. Yes. 
So, yeah, we have oh, so giant box of biscotti, and I don't even drink coffee, so I don't even, I can't even dip this in coffee and drink it and be like, oh, it's no, it's no bonanza for me. So, so I just took it yeah, into work. Yeah, biscotti sucks without anything. To yeah, I tried to eat like... a piece of it today because I gave all of it away at work. <laughs> I gave all of it away at work and everyone just sort of seized on it and it, you know, disappeared. And there was one little piece (laughs) left before I threw the box out. So I was like, oh, I'm going to eat this. And then then I just started nibbling on it. And I'm just like, I can't eat this. It's too dry. So, yeah, no biscotti for me. So uh, that was this year's gift from the millionaire. Thank you, millionaire. Merry Christmas to you too. (laughs) No! You just soaked it in water so it turned into wet bread. I know why you said that. Again, listener, we will get to wet bread one day, but I hate wet bread. Actually, you know what? All right, here's what happened. On the way from work when I was eating that little piece of biscotti, it was only like a nub. There's like an inch piece left. And I'm driving and I had nowhere to put it, a nub, and I had nowhere to put it. And I, I couldn't eat anymore, and it had been raining, and I thought, well, and I really, like, seriously don't believe in littering at all. If people, you know, my people I'm with discard litter, I pick it up and keep it in my pocket till I can throw it out. But with food items, mm-hmm. I don't think it's quite the same, because it just sort of dissolves, you know, it gets eaten by birds. So I had this tiny mm-hmm. piece of biscotti, and I dropped it out the window, and I felt really bad, but I thought, but then I felt extra bad, because it's been raining, so it's just going to be wet bread. <laughs> I made wet bread today! Oh, at yeah. least it's environmentally correct. It's environmentally correct. I think that's okay. If anybody thinks that was not okay, please tell me on the blog, and I will never do it again because I already <laughs> well, very mad about it. Seriously, did I tell you about my phase in college where I would just throw bags of McDonald's or Whataburger or whatever we had out the window <gasps> on Highway 21? <laughs> it was so fun. It was so fun. <laughs> You're a bad person. You know what? But this is how much I've changed. Today, I was at the bus stop. I was actually at the one that's right in front of the King County Jail, and I don't like Uh being in front of that one. But, um, because, you know, it was just, yeah. So, this Band-Aid fell off my finger, because my hands were lotioning or whatever. And, like, I had this this Daffy Duck Band-Aid that was sliding off my finger all day, and I'm just trying to get it on. Well, it finally just, like, completely fell off in front of the jail, and I I was like, am I going to pretend that it doesn't mind? You know, and I couldn't stand it, and I picked it up, and even though it was like on the ground in front of the jail, I put it in my pocket. Very even good. though it was my band aid, it was like super gross. Oh, I know. Off. You know band aids like, once hair... they're off your finger, they they cease yeah. to be your band aid. It just becomes a band aid, and it's disgusting. But anyway, well, yeah. good job. I, I I believe you've repented for that. I think you know. I remember, yeah, littering as a teenager. You just oh, you just don't care. But when I see adults do it, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But it's usually it's McDonald's, bad. so then it kind of all makes sense. I remember, like, throwing, like, all, <laughs> all this McDonald's out the window while we're driving down the highway, and the car behind us flashing, <laughs> oh. flashing my lights. <laughs> and I would do that today, too. Like, I'd be super pissed. But yeah. My dream that. is always to, like, pick up garbage and throw <laughs> it into those people's cars. Actually, I had a friend who was like, but it creates jobs. Because they have to hire someone... <laughs> That's fucked up reasoning. Actually, one of my neighbors, this stupid, stupid bitch, is always dropping cigarette butts around the garage area. I'm like, this is a communal place. Why are you just throwing cigarette butts, like, essentially in our home? You know, everybody lives here. So um, I take great pleasure in when I go to work in the morning and nobody else is around at that time, I pick up the cigarette butts and I put them in a little crack in the trunk of their car. And so that makes me happy. Yeah, it's like, fuck you, these are your butts. I don't fucking want them. Oh, that's super funny. I think that's good. Thank you. So, 
doing my bit. Now, with Christmas, I uh, haven't really done any Christmas shopping, and it's the, uh, what is it, the 15th today, so I'm essentially fucked. Um, but we do have some Christmas ideas. We've been holding on to this for a little while, but we've got to got to let this one rip, don't we, Stephanie? <laughs> <laughs> They'll see why that's clever in a minute. (laughs) Yes, you will. So... The product we're talking about today is called the well. The company is called Flat D. The product I, I specifically wish to speak of is called the Gas Sack. <laughs> now, the Gas Sack is something to be worn. It's like a sort of a, a short sleeping bag that sort of just ends somewhere in your midsection. But essentially, it's got neutralizing fibers in it so that if you're a gassy sort of person and you don't want to stink up the bed and your poor partner is suffocating while you're farting away at night and asleep, it uh, contains the odors. <laughs> and I hate the word odor. Really? Yeah. What's That's wrong totally with odor? on my list. Wow. I don't know. I don't get that. I Moist I, I get, but odor, I don't understand. Odor. I think so, it's because it's got a negative connotation to it. Yeah. It's never like something that smells good is never an odor. <laughs> no, no, it's definitely anyway. odor is always bad. So, it makes yes. me think of a nursing home. Yes, that has a real odor. So, anyway. yeah, so the gas sack that could be for you or, or a loved one to contain those uh, those wretched smells but we'll, we'll post a link to the video on the website because it's pretty awesome this guy it, like he opens up the bag and then he like he opens up his bed before he actually has the product he opens the bed and just starts flapping his hand back and forth like oh my god and they don't even put a partner in there it's like he can't even stand the smell of his own gas so he's just I in this bed part, right? yeah yeah he's just in the bed by himself and going oh god <laughs> It's like they, it's I would have loved shame. it so much more if there was a partner that was just like furrowing, furrowing her brow. Like, oh god! Or he's just passed out asleep, and she's like, like oh, oh. But that's not what's happening. So, so but still, it's, it's an amazing video. It's an amazing video. And uh, and Flat D is a company that just has all kinds of uh, flatulent odor control products. So they're like little pads that you can pad. I don't like the word pads. Um, like I don't even yeah, like talking about notepads because of sanitary pads. Me neither. Yeah. I never say it. I never. Ever when I was say a teenager, it. I hated even like I was just so uptight about period-related things that I wouldn't even refer to my classes as periods. And my sister did. I'm like, don't call it a period. Oh, I wouldn't <laughs> say that either. No, I would and say I first. First class or second class, I wouldn't say period. I hated it. I didn't either. I wouldn't even say it unless I had to, and then I would like hate myself all day. But I remember yes. um, my brother going, he was like 12, he's going into junior high when they actually had like homeroom and different period classes. And he's like, it's like, Steph, how long are your periods? Oh! <laughs> I just still like am haunted by that because he just went to class. <laughs> yeah. It's what's with it. it what's so wrong with us older out. siblings that were so uptight about that, and then the younger siblings go through and just banding about period left, right, and center without a care. I don't understand exactly. it. Exactly. Gosh, exactly. I think we're the ones with the problem. I think we are. <laughs> so back to pads. <laughs> yes, you can put these pads on your chair, and these pads absorb. Like just if you're at work or whatever, you can put this pad on your chair and let it uh, take care of uh, of your intestinal woes. So uh, thank you, Flat D, and hopefully some listeners will get some some great Christmas ideas out of this. I know at least six people who need to get that for Christmas. <laughs> six. You know that there are at least six. <laughs> At least. <laughs> now, Stephanie, do you want to talk about the forever lazy? The forever lazy? 
It's just like a giant snuggie with with legs. It is, isn't it? It is. And I don't remember what the what the hook is that you know it makes it extra special. It's just that what? it looks like amazing jammies that. Yeah. Well, the, the, the difference with it is, is that they're trying to make it so it's it's it's, pr- it's almost like an, a snuggy commercial, which I'm sure everybody has seen. It's a snuggy commercial telling you you can wear your snuggy to the ball game and you know on the couch and you can read with it and all that stuff. You know, making making everything seem like a bigger ordeal than it actually is. But so in this case, now it has legs. It's it's like a it's like a full little suit with a zip up front. Um, I believe the feet are exposed, so you're supposed to provide your own socks. See, that's a big problem. <laughs> that is. But the idea, I think, is that you just wear it over your clothes. It's not like pajamas. You're wearing it over your clothes. Like this, like it's like a blanket suit. I guess that's what it is. It's a blanket suit. <laughs> a blanket suit. <laughs> that's such a better name than Forever Lazy. Why it is. That? A blanket suit. So, but the best part of that video is that people, they're like tailgating. They're at a ball game, like tailgating, hanging out in their Forever Lazy or their blanket suits. It's like that. It's never ever happening. There's not one person in the history of the world or the future of the world that is wearing a forever lazy at a ball game. I'm sorry. Yeah, without irony. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. So, so that that's the second idea. But God, it's amazing. So we're gonna have a link to this. I would like uh, to live in a world though where that is okay. You would? I think the standards think are so. low enough. I really don't think we need to lower them that far. Uh, I know, but don't you like? You know, you like the idea of it. I like the idea. I like being lazy. Yeah. I love blankets. I'm a big fan of warming products, as as people who know me know. I have multiple electric blankets. I have foot warmers. Warming <laughs> <laughs> I do. A few years ago for my birthday, Greg actually searched on Amazon for for warming products or something and found a towel warmer for me, and I put my pajamas in it. <laughs> Oh my god! I remember that. I was there, I think, when you got that. Yeah, it was so awesome. <laughs> that towel warmer. Oh, that was good. And we put our great. pajamas on it. Yes, it does look like a toaster for your bathroom. It is. It's fantastic. So there you have it, folks. A forever lazy and the gas sack. Our Christmas ideas for 2011. Um, Boil in your own filth with Dongtini suggestions for Christmas gifts. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> So with Christmas, Stephanie, do the kids have advent calendars? They do. We actually we actually have these advent houses. Oh. <laughs> that are um they're I would never have gotten them if I didn't have kids, but you know, they're just these little like Christmassy looking houses that have little tiny doors, like twenty five doors, you know, with numbers on them, and then you can I put like little Reese's bells in them. <laughs> Oh. So they, um, yeah, each night they get to have like decent. Because I used to get like the Trader Joe's advent calendar and have, like shitty chocolate in it. So yeah, we're doing this and they're just cuter and the kids freak out for them. Oh my God. How much are those? So, I want one. Uh, they're like you know twenty five bucks or something. Oh wow, yeah, that's, a bit, that's a bit much. I remember because when I was a kid, I loved advent calendars so much, and I couldn't believe when I was an adult that they were only a dollar ninety nine because it just seemed like the most fantastical thing that you could have. But I remember because the, the Christmas Day one is usually like a double door, and I just couldn't. Oh. I was beside myself waiting to open the double door. I think one, yes, I, one the year, double I, door. the double door. I couldn't yes. stand the wait, and I just busted it open one year and peeked at it because I was dying to know. Oh. It wasn't about the chocolate. I just loved opening it and seeing what was inside. Aww. Yeah, advent calendars. I had a nice one with glitter all over it. But often I think sometimes <laughs> I would forget, like, getting towards maybe the last week, towards Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when I was an adult and I tried doing them, I'd just lose interest and, and most of it would remain unopened. 
Yeah. Yeah. So they're um, nice in theory. Well, this year, like, I, I realized this year, I'm like, I've heard about Advent every year, and but I don't really, couldn't tell you what it means, and so I started, like, reading up on it and um, did this thing at our church about it, and um, it was pretty cool because they, it's all about incorporating, like, the Jewish, um, just the, you know, ancient traditions of them saying, where's our Messiah, and, like, waiting, and, like, going, this world sucks. So it's just you like, know, a, it's like a awful. trick, it's like a new, a new ending for the, for, yeah, the, yeah. for the Jewish version, where instead of continuing to wait for the Messiah, they're still waiting. <laughs> guess what? <laughs> we got him! <laughs> But then, you know, in a Christian tradition, he went away, and so we're waiting for him again. You know, what is promised to like, yeah, fix so you, all the shit all over the world. So anyway, so you're just kind of bonding that on that. It, we're both waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was kind of cool because I figured it out. But um, yeah, it's like it's kind of heavy because they're like, you know, you, the only reason you would celebrate is because you were delivered from this, and we're in the period where we can't celebrate that. You know, because yeah. there's all this horror <laughs> going on. Yeah, there, so. yeah. So it's uh, nice to hear church acknowledge that, you know, rather than pretend everything's happy all the time. Yeah, totally, totally. Today, you said you had your workplace potluck for Christmas. How did that go? We did. We had a potluck. And it's, you know, my friend Alicia came over before and she's like, can you sit by me? Because this is going to be so awkward. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it is. Because there's, I mean, it always is. And we know these people so well. We all know each other. And we all... You know, work together all day, but these potlucks never manage to not be excruciating. It's yeah, because it, so normal, on normal days, you can just always turn back to your work. But when you're at a potluck, you have to eat with these people, and you have to fill in all the space with eating and conversation that you don't you normally have uh-huh. to do. It's terrible. Yes, and we ended up saying things like, so, are you from around here? Like, I heard someone oh, ask Oh, my gosh. Did you, did you grow up around here? That's so awful. <laughs> That's that's such a nightmare. Because I actually, what I did this year was because I hate having to approach people. Like, say I come in, I'm one of the last people to get my food, and then you have to go and join some other table that's already established, and the table with the people I know know and relate to is full. So I have to go sit with someone else. So this year, as soon as as soon as 12:30 hit, I went straight and got got a plate so I could sit there. So anyone who had to join me, and it wasn't me like (laughs) trying to join someone else, I was just terrified of doing it. But I have had, I ended up having fun with some people uh, that I would not have normally hung out with uh, at one of these potlucks. So, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. But another another time I ended up having to like defend my vegetarianism because I'm sitting there with oh. only three things on my plate. This one lady that sounds like she's got an orange stuck in her windpipe when she talks. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, ah, I don't understand vegetarianism. Like, what, what do they eat? What do they eat? Because there right. isn't one sitting right in front of you and the source of this conversation. <laughs> and then I what explain what eat? we eat. And do, yeah, I just don't know what they eat. It's like they don't really care. They just they just want to just talk about how they don't understand things. So yeah, so, so that that was that was kind of an nightmare. But oh, but there was a bit of saga with my potato salad because I I make this great mm-hmm. potato salad, which I probably mentioned on the show before. And that was great. <laughs> And it's, it's quite really popular. The bowl, the bowl is always like cleaned out at, at the potluck, and people say, "Oh, nice. you're bringing a potato salad," so you know it's good when people ask about it before the potluck. So anyway, this one coworker, I think she just doesn't like potato salad, and I totally get that. It's just you know, some people just don't like it. It's too slimy and weird, and it's mayonnaise, even though it's mine's vegan. So you know, she, I think she just doesn't like it. But because everyone talks about it, she comes to the table with her plate and says, "Yep, I've got to go back and get some of that potato salad." It's like this. 
just no reason why you wouldn't have taken it on your first round. And I'm like, whatever, I don't care. I didn't say anything. I'm like, oh, okay. And then, and then she keeps going, oh, got to get that potato salad. She won't stop talking about having to go back and get the potato salad. So then I get up for seconds, she get up, gets up for seconds, and I wanted more of my potato salad because it's so good. There's only a tiny little lump left. So I'm like, well, I'll just leave that for her since she keeps saying she wants the potato salad. So I left it. I went and got something else, came back, saw her walking towards the kitchen. I'm like, cool, she didn't want it. So I scooped it up. And then I went back. She's like, yeah, there was no potato salad. When I went back, it's like, what are you talking about? Just stop talking about the potato salad. Was she trying to save your feelings or something? I think so, but I think she would have just saved my feelings more if she just, well, I didn't give a shit anyway, but I think she just would have been better if she just didn't talk about it instead of just talking constantly, (laughs) constantly about the potato salad. God, how many times did I just say potato salad? Let's count. Let's count and give a prize to the listener that can, that can get yes, that can give the correct number. There will be a prize for the listener sent in the mail who can just count how many times I've said potato salad, not including the time I just said it just now to mention the contest. You will win a two foot long biscotti, slightly damp. <laughs> Um, do you have any favorite Christmas movies? Um, I really love White Christmas, that, you know, movie from 1940 or whenever the hell. Oh. I love that movie. I'm not sure. I've, and I haven't seen it. It has Bing Crosby and oh. Mary Clooney, I guess, and Danny Kaye. And Danny oh. Kaye is, like, so freaking gay in it, but they have him, like, He's not. He wasn't really this, gay. Like, I thought he was, but he, he wasn't. He seems so gay. Oh, I know yeah. he seems very gay, but he wasn't gay, surprisingly, no. I, I saw the very end of it one year, but I haven't seen the whole movie. It's so magical. The whole thing is love it. So... And I love Christmas Vacation, but that always reminds me of um, that psychotic girl I sat next to when I last came down to see oh, you, who was on God. my plane. Yes, I and remember. And she told me that every, every day after Thanksgiving, they watch Christmas Vacation. I know that was so so insane. Why well, was just, I don't know. I really kind of not want to watch it yet this year. Oh God, that was nuts. But that reminded me um, when uh, Christmas movies were being advertised on TV. I suddenly thought of Santa Claus the movie from the eighties. Did you watch that? Yeah. I was thinking of that yesterday. Are you talking about the one with Tim Allen? No, that's the Santa Claus. No, this is Santa Claus, the movie. Oh, I don't know it then. (laughs) It just tells the story of Santa Claus. And uh, Dudley Moore is in it. And I just loved it so much that my sister and I would watch it just any time of year, really. (laughs) Because we had it on tape. We taped it off TV. So it could be July and we'd be watching Santa Claus, the movie. So I think I'm going to pull that out because I haven't seen that in probably 20, more than 20 years. So Santa Claus the movie, here I come. Now, I psychotically love Elf. I love Elf too. I didn't I expect to, but I finally Elf. watched it and I totally loved it. I would love to see that again this, this festive season. Yeah. And uh, Lolly, like she does what he does, what, you know, Buddy the Elf does. She goes, she'll lie in bed and go, Dad. 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 She does it dead on. It's so annoying because you're really tired by that time. She's just being so insistent, but it's hilarious. That's awesome. Now, Greg has provided us with uh, another Would You Rather. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So I haven't read it yet. So opening it now. Would you rather eat a homemade... Yeah. <laughs> if I can get it out. 
more. Oh my god. Would you rather eat a homemade pizza <laughs> tossed by a foot doctor who didn't bother washing his hands after an eight hour shift <laughs> extracting bunions and diagnosing foot fungus? What? Extracting. <laughs> Would you rather eat a homemade pizza tossed by a foot doctor who didn't bother washing his hands after an eight-hour shift extracting bunions and diagnosing foot fungus? <laughs> or oh, no. drink a thimble full of condensation extracted, <laughs> extracted from the morning breath of Mick Jagger? <laughs> well, that might not be so bad. You think? I just think Mick Jagger's so disgusting. But feet, feet are. Feet. Yeah. How much of the pizza would you have to eat? Um, doesn't say, but I mean, I mean, even a bite is it's pretty even hard to swallow. Even a bite is bad enough. But think of think of having a little thimble in front of you that's filled with <laughs> condensation. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just like I'm picturing how the condensation is collected, like it's just like this thimble sitting on his tongue, collecting the oh. drippings from the roof of his mouth. <laughs> But I would have to pick that because the the see the pizza just seems like clean pizza though. But you would know that mm-hmm. where his hands had been. Yeah, I think I would have to pick the condensation. You condensation? Me too. I would do that. I would just slam it really quick. And yeah, have just it slam with. it. Yeah, yeah. I think that. But I could probably like feel it. I bet you just like as soon as you swallow it, you would like feel disgusting. Like you'd feel it going down. Yeah, you just yeah, you feel like your your esophagus would never be clean again. <laughs> 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 oh boy. Okay. Now, uh, now our next little portion we actually recorded a few days ago. An exciting event happened, and I called an emergency dong teening recording to reveal what had just happened to me. So this pertains to uh, we talked about in an earlier episode. Uh, I call it the House of Gator, which is a house that had uh, 19 statues of David in the front, and was just incredibly gay, the gayest house you can ever see. And unfortunately, we were talking about it last time because it was up for sale. And uh, here's my story of what. What happened next? I am recording now. Okay, I have just called an emergency Dongtini recording <laughs> because something amazing just happened. <laughs> wow, what could it be? What could it be? Well, I just dropped my friend off at her hotel. I needed to go east, so I needed to make a left turn, but I couldn't make it over to the next place I could turn, so I went to the next street down, turned down third, coasting down third street. And it's a bad traffic. I'm like, fuck this. Why did I go this way? This sucks. But then it cleared up and I kept going. I was like, oh, I'm approaching the house of Gatum. So I wonder, you know, what state it's in now because, you know, they, it was up for sale, which we talked about a few episodes ago. And this uh-huh. is the gayest house in L.A. with the house with, like, all these statues of David in front of it. So I go buy it and all the statues are gone. <gasps> was so sad. That and I was like, so oh. Does it look the same? I'm like, oh. The, well, the gate's gone, so the Youngwood Court thing is gone, uh-huh. and uh, and the the Davids are all gone, but the gate that was right against the house is still there, uh-huh. and so I kept driving on, and I was just sort of lost in sadness, thinking, man, it's gone, it's gone, I can't believe it's gone, and I saw this lady, and it looked like she was a real estate agent lady, I'm like, wait a minute, what was she setting up? There must be an open house! <gasps> so I go around the block, and I was in the house you of Gator. You went in the house of Gator. 
went in the house of Gatum. What did it look like? I went. It went Open in every up. single room. Oh. <laughs> right in the front door, and it's not even fully cleared out with his stuff, so there's tons of his stuff still in there. Really? Right when you go in the front door, there's a marionette of the guy. <laughs> a marionette um, of the guy. Right when you go in yes. the front door, is he hanging from the ceiling or just sitting there? Or no, it's just on a little stand, so it's about <laughs> about three feet tall, about two feet tall, and it's a marionette of the guy, uh, Norwood Young. So, and I have to play up like I'm actually interested in buying a house, as if I can afford a $1.5 million house. <laughs> is that all it is? <laughs> well, it was 1.7, and I guess they've lowered it in the last couple of weeks. Because <laughs> the problem is he fucked it up so much, he did so right. much crazy shit to it, that they've had to, they've got to treat it like a fixer-upper. So, yeah, so oh, I, no. I go through, she's just telling me all about it and trying to sell it on that point. And I had to pretend, like, I didn't want her to know that I'm just a fan of, of gay houses and... <laughs> And that's why I wanted to go in there. So I just pretended I was—I I came from Sacramento and I didn't live in LA, so I didn't know about it. And she told me all about them. She goes, "They used to be statues of David all in the front." I'm like, "Oh wow, that's weird." That's awful. <laughs> yeah. So she's, apparently she told me there was an estate sale and he sold a bunch of his stuff and people were buying the statues and um, and he was signing them for people. I'm so bummed I missed out on that. But anyway, so I walked through the house and they were like, there's just all this weird stuff still left behind, like these framed pictures of himself, like on a magazine cover, like giant. And then this like framed lion's head that looks like it's from the Lion King or something. (laughs) And just all these weird tidbits left around in his, and I walked through his closet and he's got like tons and tons and tons of shoes. He like expanded his closet so that it's half a garage as well. That's his closet. Yeah. And um, there's like this whole... Yeah, all these, there's so much stuff. There are boxes, like half boxed up boxes of clothes. There are in his bedroom. I went up into his bedroom. His bed is still there. He still has a few family pictures up on his dresser. And yeah, and he has these towels that are embroidered that say King Norwood. Yes. Oh, I guess. <laughs> oh, and I have tons of pictures too, because I said I I want to show my husband. He's out of town. Do you mind if I take pictures? And I just pretended I was driving around and looking for open houses. Oh, that's so <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and in the bathroom, like the uh, attached to his bedroom, there's a hot tub in the floor. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, and he's a sauna in there too. Yeah. So, and the banister is like covered in glitter. It's got glitter embedded in the banister. Oh. How tacky is that? Oh. So incredible. But it's just funny, like playing dumb and playing. And she's just said our biggest opponent for this house was the house itself because of all he had done to it. <laughs> biggest opponent was the house itself. Yeah. So in the backyard had like a stage area and like cardboard cutouts of him, and the pool was covered up. And yeah. And oh, and there's this room called the Ivy Room, just badly painted oh. ivy on the wall. And yeah, just kind of all country kitsch decorated in there and Ew. I took a picture from that room into the outside so that you could see that I am in the house of Gator because you can recognize the fencing and stuff so too bad the Davids weren't there that would seal it but still oh. anyway so yeah I couldn't believe it I'm like I am in the house of Gator can you fucking believe it wow. so yeah it's a miracle that's, it is <laughs> it's a fucking miracle so that's what I had to share in an emergency Oh, that's so good. 
Yeah, because I'm just like, my heart is just racing with excitement. <laughs> <laughs> Do you blame me? No. Uh, well, I had to call him. I had to call him. Uh, he, he, and unfortunately, he was in Arizona where you can, you know, still have your cell phone in your hand while you drive. But he just oh. crossed into California. So he's like, I have to pull over. I'm like, you have to. And I'll wait here until you can talk. Because oh, I have to tell you. Yeah, and then I was thinking, I need to call Stephanie and tell her right away, but I should save it for the show, but we're not going to record for days. Fuck it, let's record an emergency. (laughs) And on that note, I think we'll wrap things up. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to check out the website, dongtini.com, for any supplementary material for this episode. Uh, From there, you can like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. And you can also subscribe on iTunes or listen on Stitcher Radio. And also, before I forget, Stephanie is going to be appearing on the Grapes of Rad podcast with our friends Ben and Aaron. And uh, Dave Bazan will also be the guest, and they will be discussing their journeys with religion. So uh, be sure to look for the Grapes of Rad for that. We will let you know when it is out. And uh, until next time, bye, Stephanie. Merry Christmas. Bye. (laughs) Merry Christmas, the moon. Merry winter solstice. Merry Solstice. Um, Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I'm taking the Christ out of Christmas because I'm an asshole atheist. Bye! (laughs) Bye! Blue, blue, blue.